Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello, you wonderful lot. And how the devil are you? Um, We recently had um, Anti-Bullying Week and I was just going through the archives of um, my past podcasts. Um, We've now reached um, episode 90, which is pretty cool. But I was going through basically, you know, the sort of list of what what I've covered. And to be honest, I don't think I have addressed the issue of bullying. So um, we're going to rectify that right now. As a parent, if you know that your child or even suspect that your child is being bullied, um, it can be really disconcerting. I mean, I know for me, the, the, the feelings were visceral. I, I, Mama Bear sort of came in and, and, and I, I wanted to protect my cubs. Um, and it was, it was hard to try and deal with it. Um, it's also sort of quite strange for, for many of us because we are, when we parent, we often want to parent from experience. And we're finding that more and more um, our kids are being bullied online. And so that's not really something that we're terribly sure about. We're not, um, as parents, we you know, we know a lot about sort of one to, you know, face-to-face bullying, but not so much about... Um, what we call cyberbullying. So I'm going to help you out in this episode. But importantly, it's worth knowing that almost one third of young teenagers uh, worldwide have recently experienced bullying, and that's according to UNESCO. Um, it's hard. And the question is, is, is your child struggling? Do you know um, that, you know, whether or not they are being bullied? Um, that statistic might re- resonate with you. Um, but but as a parent, it's hard to gauge whether or not um, your child is struggling because of hormones, because of teenage angst, just because they're being stroppy and they can do, or whether or not it is something sort of you know slightly more um, slightly more sinister. But you know, and and in this instance, we're we're going to sort of look at bullying. So how do you know about it? Well, has your child lost their spark? Um, Perhaps you know they're being bullied or maybe that you suspect that something's wrong. But whatever it is, you've come to the right place. Because it can be confusing, as I've said for us. You know, we feel as though we have all the answers, but we don't want to um, interfere. We don't want to sort of suffocate our kids. So it's that big tightrope, isn't it? It's that tightrope that we're walking as, you know, wanting to be protective but not being overprotective. Um, And... It, it's 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 hard for us to, you know, when we don't really know what we should be doing. So let's work out. The first thing you need to do really is to find out what the heck's going on. Um, do you have your suspicions? Has something, has something changed? Because if that's the case, then 
it's important to open the lines of communication for your child. Um, that's bearing in mind if they are talking to you, for goodness sake, because, um, you know, they could just... They, they, I think many teenagers, they're, they're sort of, well, all teenagers are wired for independence. And sometimes they either feel that they want to sort of go it alone or they don't want to um, bother you and, and make you feel as though it's this is your battle to win. Or, you know, so so there's a myriad of different things going on. And, and maybe maybe sort of stuff's changed at home. I mean, you know, it, is, there more, uh, is there more yelling? Are there more arguments? Um, you know, because... This is sort of the rite of passage with having teenagers in the house, isn't it? It's, it's just raised voices and eye-rolling and door-slamming. And you might just sort of be sitting there going, what the heck's going on? I don't even know where this came from. Um, and, you know, should I be looking after them or should I be protecting them or should I be sort of giving them a big wide berth because quite frankly it might not be anything other than teen angst. And so this is a tricky one for us. But all I can say is that you know your child best. So have a think and see what's going on. You, it, it might not even be door slamming and eye rolling. And, oh, I hate you. It, it could be absolute silence, which for many feels even worse. Um, when your child's got something on their mind and yet they just won't open up to you. So we're going to cover a few bullying facts and figures here. You know, basically what makes a bully because... Sometimes it helps to um, understand, you know, the other, the other side of the coin, um, and also working out the sort of people who are likely to be bullied, the different types of bullying, because it's, you know, as I've even touched on, there's one-to-one um, -one bullying, you know, face-to-face, -face, and there's also cyber bullying. But within that, there's a there's a spectrum of all other sorts of stuff going on, and it's the signs to look out for. Um, you know, as I've sort of said, do you is your child struggling or not? So uh, I'll help you with working out the sort of signs um, that might sort of point towards one thing or another. And also, let's face it, how you can support your child, but also how you can help them support themselves, because that's a big thing. As we've said, that our kids are, um, you know, if you're listening to this, likelihood is they're a teen or a, or a tween, which is preteen. Um, and and they often, you know, we, we want to support them. And yet adversity gives them strength and it helps them build resilience. So, you know, we again, another blooming tightrope that we have to sort of walk through. Um, the great thing is, is that research tells us that traditional bullying is on the decline. So that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, unless unless your child is still the one that's being affected, unless your child is the one that's being picked on or ostracized or hurt, whether it's um, emotionally or physically. It's, it's a tricky one. So what is bullying? Well, in my mind, bullying is an imbalance of power. And to be honest, you know, we're talking about sort of, you know, teens and, and um, you know, and preteens. This is this is all over. This is this isn't, you know, I, I've always said that um, human nature sort of doesn't really change. It's just the playground that changes. And I, I was bullied at the ripe old age of 45. Um, I've been bullied in the workplace. I've been bullied within my social group. And, you know, a lot of it and it can be very passive aggressive. Oh, you're doing terribly sensitive. I didn't mean it that way. But, you know, if you look at bullying being an imbalance of power, 
then it's a great way of going, oh, okay, right, well, yeah, th th let's call it out for what it is, really. Um, but, okay, I'm, you know, I, I've sort of said that it's in the workplace, and it's, you know, but, but how do you know? How do I know, Kai, if my child is being bullied? Well, let's go back to basics, because understanding a little bit about what's going on can really help. Um, so how widespread is bullying? Well, let's give you some facts and figures. More than, and this is, a, there was an article in the Garden, Guardian recently, which sort of said more than half of 11 to 16 year olds have been bullied about the way they look. Oh, flip. Hello, Instagram. You know, hello, social media. And I think that's the thing, isn't it, is that our kids, um, their lifeline is their phone. And yet it's the it, it can be the biggest source of misery sometimes. But kids are bullied about their hair color, their skin color, um, maybe if they're looking different, you know, whether or not it, that they um, might be in a wheelchair or have hearing aids or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's it's their ethnicity. More than half, 11 to 16 year olds, have been bullied about the way they look. And 40% of those kids are targeted apparently at least once a week. A third of those children had become depressed because of the way that they were being treated. And one in 10 of those kids um, were having suicidal thoughts. So when we sit there and sort of think, oh, well, you know, that it'll, it's a phase and their mates will grow out of it or, you know, whatever, uh -uh, let's take this a lot more seriously. Um, I think that The Guardian also went on to say that uh, a third of those kids who were being bullied had, had said that they had also self-harmed. Um, I think I might do a self-harm um, episode as well because that in itself is um, it's an absolute can of worms and I'd like to address that a bit more. But more than half of young people who have experienced bullying sort of based on their appearance um, said that they have suffered some sort of anxiety and uh, you know whether or not that's ended up in them not wanting to take the school bus, whether or not they are pulling away from their friends, whether or not it's school refusal it's it's something that is very widespread and we need to be aware of it. Um, so let's explain bullying in a little bit more detail. Question is, you know, why do people bully? Well, do you know what? There's no one single answer, but I do remember and when I'm talking to young kids, especially, I, I sort of pull on my own experiences. I remember when my child was in um, first form, of, you know, his first year at primary, Jack was four and a half. And um, I heard he was through, he came in from school and he ran to the loo and I, I could hear him sort of, whoa, 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 you know, sort of not quite shouting, but sort of speaking very forcefully. And I went in and I heard him sort of, you know, talking to him, I, himself and I said, what's going on? And he said, so-and-so is making me feel, um, you know, is being mean to me. I don't even think he used the word bullying. I don't think he knew what it was. But I sort of found out who so-and-so was quite quickly and realised that, oh, yeah, well, actually, forgive me, no surprise, so-and-so's, um, his, his, uh, his own home background was um, very sort of turbulent 
um, he had two rather, actually three rather, um, I'm just trying to think of the right word. Well, the siblings would sort of tear away. There wasn't much guidance in the house and there was actually bullying going on um, in the house as well. So this little chap that was sort of bullying Jack was probably mirroring the behaviour that he had at home at the ripe old age of four and a half. Um, And the way I explained this to Jack was, oh, right, well, can I just tell you, sweetheart, that the reason why, you know, this little boy's being unkind to you is because he's feeling sad and muddled inside. And it's not really, it's not, really anything to do with you but he's feeling cross sad and muddled inside and he wants to make other people feel the same and do you know as soon as jack sort of worked out that it had nothing to do with himself with nothing to do with jack it sort of all seemed to make sense for him and you know and yet it's strange that we sort of explain this to our slightly older kids and they oh you would say that because you're my mum or oh no there's something wrong with me it's got to be me and and you know and what we have to realize that um It's trying to encourage and educate our children not to act as the victims and um, that it's very much the perpetrator's um, own insecurities rather than something wrong with your child, let's say. So why do people bully? Well, I touched on this already. This little chap who was upsetting Jack was, in my opinion, was mirroring the behaviour Um, that he was seeing at home. He was mirroring his older siblings' behaviour, that of his um, parents as well. But, you know, it it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Maybe they are sort of, you know, copying copying their peers. But it's it's helping understand, you know, I I firmly believe that, you know, when we're born, we're all sort of blank pieces of paper and we become, we are all inherently good and we are shaped by our environment. So invariably, the, you know, the, it's worth looking at what's going on for the bullies environment. Um, And it could be an unstable home life. It could be divorce. It could be debt, alcoholism, ill health, you name it. There's a myriad, again, a myriad of um, of sort of different sort of causes, for want of a better phrase. But there's, you know, circumstances. Um, and, and it's worth, you know, just trying to understand, not condoning, I definitely don't condone, but sometimes it, it helps to start understanding what's going on. Um, aggression and bullying could be could be um, masking uh, the bully's own fears. I mean, come on, we've just had two blimmin' years of uncertainty and chaos with COVID. So many, many, many kids are feeling unsafe. Many kids have low self-esteem and low confidence and are, as I said, feeling sad and muddled inside. So their aggression could be um, coming out because of that. Um, many... I know nowadays schools have a sort of fairly strict anti-bullying policies. They didn't in my day. But it's also worth bearing in mind that not always are the procedures being adhered to. So it might just worth be sort of bearing in that in mind. Um, and also, why, why else, you know, why else do people bully? Well, it could be trauma. It could be a significant event of some sort. But it, it just helps in my 
from from my experience, it helps to understand what the heck's going on in someone else's mind, um, and knowing that it is, you know, it is not, and I don't like to use the word victim, but it is not the fault of that person who is being bullied. Um, so that person that is being bullied, what sort of people, you know, let's look at the sort of people that are likely to be bullied. You know, is your child likely to be a target? Well, I, as I said, gosh, and people are inherently good, I sort of, in, in my experience. Um, there are a few rotten apples in the barrel, obviously. And I, you know, for the aforementioned reasons, but Bullies tend to go for a sign of weakness um, or a sign of difference or a sign of, you know, where people are standing out. So maybe your child stands out because they're different. Maybe they have different sort of physical attributes. Maybe they have different beliefs to those of the bully. Now, that, that that's not just sort of religious beliefs. It could be sporting beliefs and, and cliques and peer groups and gangs and different schools and all that sort of stuff. But it's just, you know, um, I think the thing is, is when, when many of us feel that our beliefs are threatened rather than come from a point of understanding, you know, sort of, especially young, you know, especially kids, because they haven't developed the skills yet, come from a point of aggression. Um, you know, m m perhaps talking about social skills, perhaps your child hasn't, you know, they might be lacking certain, certain social skills. Um, maybe, I don't know, English isn't their first language. Maybe your child might be on this spectrum. So, um, you know, might sort of struggle sort of socially a little bit. Maybe they're introverts, maybe they're shy, maybe they're struggling with anxiety, but all of these things forgive me, but they are a great excuse for a bully to hone in and target your child. Um, you know, many people uh, or many young children who are overly sensitive are sensitive to loud noises, um, you know, and, and, and unkindness and appear a bit more fearful, which to the bully is a sign of weakness. As I said, maybe your ch your child is in a different peer group um, because that, as as our kids are teenagers and you know going through the teenage years, what is so hugely important is their peer group, is their tribe. Maybe your child hasn't found their tribe yet, and that um, can um, you know it can cause sort of problems, or maybe they're just getting um, you know sort of targeted from people in a different year group as I said different schools but it's just you know how your child presents themselves how they carry themselves can make them appear weaker and more vulnerable to that keen eye of the bully um let's just go a little step further you know there are, there are four types of bullying and as I said you know it's not just at school it's also you know, it's rife everywhere else. So it's wise for all of us to be mindful of this, but also to be able to take care of ourselves. Now, there's verbal bullying, um, which is sort of the, the, you know, that this is the one that we sort of recognise from probably our own childhood days, but it's name calling and rumours being spread about um, sort of one another, um, excessive yelling, um, 
cruelty with words or teasing unkind sort of you know unkind things being said um but also threats and sort of disrespectful comments as well all of this is part of what is verbal bullying now there's another one which is physical bullying which, which bullying which is again the, the the one that we are as you know sort of parents are, are fairly familiar with which is the hitting and kicking um you know sort of blocking and pushing and shoving um, but there's also sort of, you know, um, uh, sort of slightly, I was going to say subtle, that's that's not the right word, but sort of, you know, a bit things that you could sort of say, well, hang on, I didn't really classify that as bullying. But it would be, you know, as remember, if we are saying that bullying is an imbalance of power, then maybe inappropriate touching, maybe invading personal space, um, you know, aggressive physical behaviour, whatever is making your child you or your child or whoever is being bullied whatever is making them feel uncomfortable then you know let's call it out as i keep saying as to, to what it is um i gosh i remember this you know i i was bullied sort of a number of times in my sort of school years and sometimes it was really subtle and a bit passive aggressive and sometimes it was so in your face it was ridiculous um you know i had sort of um Oh, death threats, threats written on sort of pieces of paper that used to be shoved in my bag, um, which is very different to now because now, um, you know, and I'm going to talk about cyberbullying next. But you know, it, it's it's all not the problem with this sort of bullying is it's anonymous, which is a, a real problem. But relational bullying, which is you know being excluded from groups, and and you know, I, I mean, you know, not just that. Oh, do you remember that awful sort of you know being not being picked for the team or, or sort of being kept out of sort of um, not being invited to parties. But it's also things like, you know, not being in a WhatsApp chat, chat group. That is, you know, that is relational bullying, being excluded, being ignored and um, being kept out of um, conversations, prevented from joining in. You know, we sort of called it in our day getting, being sent to Coventry, but it's basically been treated as um, in, in, invisible. Um, having people talk behind your back. I mean, all of this is relational bullying, which can be a lot more subtle than sort of, you know, a sort of um, a, a, a thump or a kick, but it still has awful consequences. And then, of course, there is cyberbullying, which is online bullying. And the big issue here is um, that it's anonymous. And the big issue is, I, I mean, I remember when I was bullied that it was at school. So um, it all started, you know, you get, get into school at 8.30 and it used to keep going till about three o'clock when the bell went and then you got home and you were safe until tomorrow. But this is different now because our kids are being bullied all online. Our kids are being bullied 24 seven and it's through text messages it's through voice messages it's through um sexting and trolling and again exclusive as i said exclusion from group chats um images and videos being sort of circulated but also again the unkind comments the lies the rumors all of which is just affecting and let's face it affecting affecting our children's mental health um, girls are more prone to cyberbullying. Um, it's thirty-six percent of girls have reported being cyberbullied in comparison to twenty-six percent of, boy, of boys, which is quite interesting. 
quite interesting. But of those being bullied um, online, interestingly enough, 83% say that they have also been bullied in person. Um, so it's, you know, it, it, whilst, whilst they are, you know, whilst they are being sort of bullied online, and this is the thing, they're probably being bullied whilst they're at school, and that bullying will continue on online when they're at home, and they're meant to be in the safety of their own home, and yet they're not any longer. But of those kids who are being cyberbullied, um, 41% uh, said that it has sort of gone on to, they have gone on to develop social anxiety um and so what we really need to do as parents is to look for the signs to see how we can best support our kids um so what do we need to do how what what are the signs well the easier ones are the unexplained and i'm not saying they're good or i'm not you know but the easier ones to spot are the unexplained injuries, you know, the things like cuts and bruises and sort of rip, rip clothes or, oh, no, well, I did this in hockey or, you know, it's it's that classic, I walked into a, the cupboard door. But it's, it's just acknowledging that um, your child might be trying to make excuses. But it's just, so just look out for stuff, you know, those signs that, um, you know, might be sort of small pointers. Um, mood swings are a great um indication the problem is as i keep saying it could just be blimmin teen hormones as well um but go back to your gut trust your gut you know is it more than that um because it's you know you, you know your child you'll be able to sort of see what's happening um you know sort of behind the scenes with any luck um are they getting uh, do they have disrupted sleep are they tr having trouble getting off to sleep um because that overactive mind can can sort of um upset them but you know what's what's stressing them what is um holding them back um maybe they're avoiding certain certain situations and again i i mentioned earlier about school refusal um or maybe you know, maybe it's just they're missing certain days. So it could be, I don't know, where they have to sit next to someone um, in geography or if they don't enjoy school school sports, um, you know, and, and there's something going on there. Or many, many kids I know won't use the school bus um, because we have to remember that this, because of cyberbullying, because of everything else is that, that's going on, bullying isn't just at school. Um, and, you know, the school bus, even though we sort of think that they're on their way home, that can be a real, um, you know, a sort of real powder keg of anxieties for them. So is there a change in behaviours? Um, is there a, maybe there's a change in their habits? Have they stopped talking about certain people? And maybe they sort of no longer sort of, um, you know, in their social circle, or maybe they're no longer talking about their best friends and sort of stuff. Um has their appetite changed? Are they eating more or are they eating less? All these things are pointers. Um, you know, I, I touched on friends, you know, maybe they've stopped seeing their friends. Maybe they don't want to go out. Maybe it's just, maybe it's family they don't want to see. Um, what's going on? You know, it's all of these things, if you look through them, unexplained injuries, mood swings, disrupted sleep, avoidance of certain situations, change in behavior. It is all change in behavior. It is all what is different from the norm. 
um, you know, are, has their general demeanour changed? Maybe they're, they're, they've got low self-esteem, low confidence. What have they started saying about themselves? Oh, I hate the way I do this, or my hair's too frizzy, or my legs are too this, or my, you know, we it's it's self-deprecation and it's it's acknowledging that maybe, you know, so body confidence has a, a, a lot to do with this as well. And um, it's trying to find out what your child is saying that might be, um, you know, a, a sort of a marker, a red flag, you know, if you like, for what is going on behind the scenes. Um, maybe their grades are dropping because they can't focus, they haven't got clarity, there's too much other stuff going on in their head. Um, all of these things it's worth looking at, watching out for. Mm, thanks, Kai, for all that. Well, how do I support my child? You know, what do I do? Um, the thing is, is I ask you not to try and fix it yourself. Um, the, the point is, is that first things first, do, do not blame yourself. Um, you know, we've all got experience from one, you know, one way or another. We've all had experience with bullying, but it is not your fault, but it is you know, it is your responsibility to try and support your child through it. It's not actually, funny enough, your responsibility to fix absolutely everything. What The best way to do this, the best way to try and get on top of bullying is to empower your child. You know, it is the natural reaction. I get it. I mean, you know, I, I was absolutely raging when Jack was four and a half and I just thought, flip, he shouldn't have this on his plate at this age. Um, and I wanted to go in and, with all guns blazing. And of course, you know, it's not the right way to do it. Um, but I empowered Jack at that age just by knowledge, actually. And it made him realize, you know, just, he, you know, we, I taught him to um, just, you know, walk away and stay safe with, with some of his mates. And that was enough. But it's empowering your child to solve, you know, to try and solve the problem themselves and where possible to get them to take responsibility as well and to get them to have a say in, in sort of what um, what's going on. I've said bullying is an imbalance of power. So what we want to do is basically give our kids the power to take back control. Um, because those being bullied feel that loss of control and they often feel powerless. So we need them um, to sort the situation out at where best they can for themselves so that that raises their confidence, it raises their self-esteem and it sort of takes the target off their back, if that makes sense. Um, this, you know, having the fact that bullying is an imbalance of power, we have to remember that the bully wants somehow to feel better about themselves. To, and, and so that is the motivator for them to bully. But what we need to do is to give our kids the motivator to have take the power back um, for themselves. So, okay, Kai, if I can't wade in with my sort of, you know, my size 10 boots and, and, and sort of go and you know, read the riot act to parent school or whatever. What can I do as a parent? Well, OK, I've got 10 pointers for you. Number one. Let's face it, knowledge is power. So 
it helps you to um, understand what's going on in the with the situation and discuss the situation and gently get the facts from your child because invariably when your child is to learn you know once they start vocalizing this they are more able to get clarity in their own head and yes you know use age-appropriate language but helping them understand that the bully is sad and muddled inside will allow your child to realize that they don't actually they are not the victim here um but it's it's about listening and reflecting it's about you know sort of listening rather than doing doing anything at the minute just do this you know start off with a fact-finding mission and you know sort of listen and reflect back to your child so that they feel as they feel heard um but the more you know about the situation then the better you can support your child and as i said number two i sort of you know just reiterating recognize the signs we've discussed that um you know but it's what's changed um and and find it find everything out from your child's point of view and and you know sort of it could be, well, I've noticed that you don't go in on Wednesdays and that's sort of because of sport. Is that a problem? You might find, heck no, I just can't stand standing in the cold, you know. So it, it, let's not make too many assumptions, and, but, but sort of try and recognise the signs and find out what's going on. Number three is to be sort of empathetic. Um, remove all your emotion, a bit like, you know, but you don't, you don't want to sort of go in with all guns blazing. It's important to keep your own emotions in check because just watch out not being funny i mean i remember when when um i uh, jack sort of and and alice has been bullied and you know they, they have been bullied not just this one time that i was mentioning many other times um and it often sort of triggered something from my past so if, if you know if it sort of is triggering something for you just remember that that needs to be dealt separately. This is totally independent of your child's um, experiences. So remove your own emotion, but also do not judge. And I think the thing is, is um, you know, um, A, try not to judge the bully. Um, and that's why understanding comes in. But also try not to sort of... Um, judge your you know the person that your child probably that, that's being bullied because oh no son of mine's going to be treated like that it's not really going to help matters um because it makes your you know a comment like that sort of makes your child immediately feel as though they are in the wrong and that they are being weak but um you know so it's it's just just be very mindful that it's it's just treating sort of the situation with kindness and compassion really even though I know, I know it's blimmin' hard to do. Uh, number four, ask the right questions. Um, you know, ask them how they're feeling. Ask them, you know, if you notice that today was a bad day, um, maybe just ask open questions, you know, rather than, are you all right? Because you're just going to, um, you know, but it's, it's asking open questions is encouraging your child to, say more about the situation if they're ready um and it's something like so tell me a bit about how you're feeling or help me understand you know a little bit better about what's going on for you at the minute and gently gently they will start with any luck start opening up to you and and you know without pouncing on anything it's just a matter of okay well i i can i hear that this is happening or i understand and it's just letting your child know that 
um, you know, they you, they ha they have your support. Um, number five, give praise and encouragement. Your child is at a very vulnerable stage of their being bullied, um, and it is not their fault. So again, no judgment, but let them know that you're there for, to support them and that you're not going to go and roll up your sleeves and create sort of hassle at school. You know, it's you, you are going to go at their pace. So uh, uh, come on, so comments like sort of, well, it takes a lot of courage to talk to me about this and thank you for sharing it with me, gives your child the praise and encouragement that, oh my gosh, it's a weight off their mind, but then they now they don't have to worry about you going off at the deep end and sort of creating creating hassle at school because that's one of the things that they, that terrifies them is the fact that they are going to be made sort of to look even more different by a you know you going in um, you know sort of shouting the odds at the school but it's validating um, their own feelings and making sure that they realise that they're not wrong and that they're not to blame. Um, <sighs> Number six, sometimes this is really quite important if the, the bullying is persistent and is getting more serious, is record events. So without being sort of, you know, um, sort of too um, obsessive about it, I would say um, the more, if you, you might have to sort of escalate the issue with school at a certain point. And if you ha are armed with information and facts and figures and dates and whatever, then it's, you have a, I'm going to say a better case, but, you know, you are better able to highlight what's going on um, for your child. And um, it just, it just gives more information and, and that the school can sort of deal with the situation accordingly. Um, number seven, it's important to try and build up your child's self-esteem. Um, you know, being mindful that there are, they are being bullied, they are going to feel vulnerable. So it's important to sort of highlight their strengths. And I don't, the thing is, is you, if this is sort of handled badly, then it just sounds fake, you know, but just reminding them that they you know, they're a good friend or reminding them that they're sort of well liked elsewhere or reminding them that, oh, right, well, you know, also it, it's it's the, forgive me, the bully's shit that's going on and not theirs. You know, invariably it's the bully is sort of dealing with the, the, the problems really um, and your child is sort of getting, bearing the brunt of this. So it's acknowledging that actually this is not, it will feel terribly personal. Um, but it's not in a funny sort of way. It's just the bully is trying to wipe out their own insecurities. So it's building your child's self-esteem in a natural way if you could do that. Um, number eight, you, you might need to seek sort of independent support and talk stuff out um like i said you know this might be triggering for you this might sort of you know bring up some old memories um but seek support your child might not want to open up to you and that's all right i've had that myself um in where where my you know sort of my, my son didn't want to talk to me about a certain issue but he was happy enough to sort of um trust his uncle and, um, you know, this is where we have to remove our ego. It's nothing to do with us. 
But really what's important is that our child is supported in the right way. So you might find that a teacher might help or a grandparent might help or, you know, like me, an uncle might help or whatever. Um, you don't always have to be the champion, um, but it's worth bearing in mind that as long as your child is supported um, and as long as they are encouraged to keep talking, um, you know, it allows them the opportunity to, um, you know, sort of talk about what's going on without, without, you know, they might not want to upset you. They might not want to. And dare I say it, sometimes parents are half of the problem. So it's just, it's important. We have to remember that we are child-centered. We have to remember that um, our kids are the most important thing here. Um, and we're the grown-ups. Um, number nine, which is, you know, goes without saying, remain calm. Do not overreact. Um, because if you overreact, chances are your child isn't going to turn to you again. Um, so park your own fears and your own emotions um, and just without judgment and, you know, with a level head, just talk and try and find out what's going on. Now, that's not saying you need to underreact because, you know, um, that can be just as bad. Oh, oh, so and so's how are your feelings? Oh, you'll get over it. You'll, you know, grow a pair. You'll be fine. Is not not the reaction either. So it's important to um help your child understand um you know that whatever they tell you is not going to spark off a reaction of your own and then number 10 is try and equip your child with coping strategies um equip and i'll put these in the show notes i'll give you some downloads that you can um address but help your child to get some sort of strategies so that they are able to take back that control, to understand their own feelings, um, you know, and help your child to deal with the situation. You know, if they are confronted in, a, in the corridor or if they are, um, you know, sort of, if they are bullied online or whatever, give them the strategies that they need that will allow them to cope with the situation. So I'm going to put some of these coping strategies in the show notes for you. But one of them is called um, power poses. I call it, for, for the young kids, I call it be your own superhero. And it's really getting them to um, feel more confident about themselves. So really what you do is you pretend that there is a golden thread going all the way from, you know, the bottom of your spine, all the way sort of, you know, up your spine and through the top of your head. So it basically, and you, you know, sort of stand up tall, throw your shoulders back, and it makes you sort of appear two inches taller. Um, hands, on, um, hands on hips and um, feet shoulder width apart basically standing like Superman does. Do you know what I mean? Um, Amy Cuddy does this. Uh, there's a YouTube video, so go and have a look at, uh, um, uh, at her. I think it's called Power Poses. But it's basically tricking the mind and, and it sort of floods all the body with the right sort of hormones and reduces the cortisol and reduces the adrenaline. And it, it, it sort of um, uh, allows your, your body and your mind to feel, oh, I've got this. I am back in control because if you're walking around the playground all hunched up sort of trying to become invisible then that's what the bully sees but if you throw your shoulders back and if you sort of hold your head up high and sort of breathe deeply another one is box breathing and I'll put that in for you 
um, in the show notes. But if you are walking around with your shoulders back, chin up, golden thread going all the way through, you are looking a bit like the do not mess with me because I know what I'm doing. And that is sort of really a great way. It's the way we carry ourselves, but it's a great way of um, explaining, you know, the sort of using body language to hit out the vibes of I'm doing okay here, no one mess with me in a non-sort of aggressive sort of way, if that makes sense. So get your child to practice that. The great thing is they can practice that sort of in front of the mirror or in the cubicle in the loo if they're sort of, you know, if they're sort of worried at break time or something like that. Um, another one which is box breathing, which is great for calming the nerves and the chaos in the head, which is I shall also put in the show notes which is breathing in for four and out for four, just the shape of a box, if that makes sense. And it calms the mind and it allows you to sort of think straight. And it can be done, you know, in the exam hall or on the lunch queue or on the bus or whatever. That's sort of invisible. But it's a great way of getting clarity of mind so that, um, you know, you are, that whoever it is, is able to think more clearly. I've got loads of other things. I've got to download um, how to cope with bullying, kygram.com forward slash bullying. So, you know, I'll put that in the show notes. How to cope with cyberbullying, kygram.com forward slash cyber. Um, All of these things, you know, and and there's there's a, a lot of other stuff that's available. But it's just to really the long and the short of it is helping your child to understand that you've got their back and helping your child to understand that they are not in the wrong here. Um, and by giving them a couple of tools, they are able to empower themselves um, to sort of feel, feel slightly better about what's going on so that um, they can cope with sort of virtu- you know, the, 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 the eventualities that are going on. Um, and it'll, rather than you going in sort of trying to sort the problem for you, by giving our kids the the power to think for themselves basically helps them over, you know, the, the, the bumps in the future that they're likely to experience. So I hope that helps. Um, when you've got a child that's been bullied, it is awful. Um, been there and done that a number of times. But just having this knowledge will help you support your child and um, hopefully help them sort of, you know, over this bump as well. So in the meantime, this comes with lots and lots of love and um, I'll chat to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. 
And as always, this comes with much love. Mm -hmm.